Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, I'm super excited to announce that I'm joined by TCU long snapper Logan Frederick. Logan, thank you for coming on today, my guy. I'm super excited to have you on. Of course, I'm excited to be here, man. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. Now, Logan, before we start... Before we do start talking a little bit about, you know, obviously, you haven't been at TCU for too long, but you, you know, ultimately going to Fort Worth, you know, high school recruitment, everything like that. You know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, how you got into football, why you got into football, you know, some of the little details about you. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've been playing football from a young age, uh, seven years old. Fell in love with it. Um, never really had a sport like it, you know. Um, I started off playing linebacker as a kid. Ended up loving defense so much that I made it my passion, and I played linebacker all the way up through high school, actually. Um, and then got to freshman year, and I found out that I could snap a ball pretty damn well. Um, <laughs> yeah. And my dad decided to take me to uh, camps. And I uh, went to my first camp, ended up getting ranked third in the nation um, as a freshman, and I just decided, like, okay, damn, like, this is something I can actually put some work into and, you know, maybe see some results. Um, So ended up getting recruited by a few schools um, early junior year, getting a few messages, something like that. And then I uh, just kept getting more and more um, until I finally came across TCU, came up here, visited the place, and it's pretty much love at first sight, you know. Hey, absolutely. I can, I can, I mean, trust me, I can completely understand because me growing up, I was actually a diehard UT fan. Like half of my family, they went to UT, they played football at UT. So, you know, for me, it was always Longhorns, right? But my mom's side, yeah. growing up, originally from Maryland, came down to Fort Worth. You know, they were diehard TCU fans. So the one time I went to a Texas and TCU game, fell in love with the campus immediately, instantly threw away my orange hoodie, put on a purple one. So I completely understand where you're coming from. But but anyway, so for Logan, for you, you know, you actually, you're not even from Texas. You're actually from Colorado. So if you don't mind, talk a little bit about, you know, your hometown and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm from Littleton, Colorado. Um, I moved there my mm, second, third grade uh, year. And uh, it's, I, I've stayed in the same house for, I think, about seven years. And, uh, you know, Colorado's not, like, crazy competitive football, you know. So, like, recruiting didn't come heavy to my school. So, you know, I kind of had to, you know, bust my butt to, like, get recognized and, like, grind Twitter and, you know, grind all this social media stuff because it's just a new way to get recruited these days. Um, So, I mean, I I love my hometown. Truthfully, I got so many friends back there, and they all support the heck out of me up here. I mean, I get messages every week from my homies talking about, like, teams eight and oh now you know and it's uh it's just crazy to see like where i'm at right now if you like take a take a look back like take a step back and just look at where i'm at it's just it's crazy so i mean i i got a lot of love for my hometown i've been there for a while but you know i'm 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 happy i'm here you know it's a it's a new fresh start it's a new chapter Hey, absolutely. I know all of us here in Fort Worth, we're ex especially happy to have all of you guys on the team, especially this year. You know, Coach Dykes' first year, I can personally tell you I did not see it going this well. Now, I knew it would be pretty decent. I mean, I love Coach Dykes. I love his coaching staff. But, man, y'all have completely changed the culture here at TCU, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But, you know, to kind of learn a little bit more about you, Logan, and everything like that. So, you know, you growing up in Colorado, you know, did you have a favorite college football team or anything like that when you were growing up? 
Um, well, my family, uh, were originally CU fans, you know, uh, my, my dad was born, uh, in Colorado. Um, and, uh, my grandpa actually played football there. Um, so it was kind of like ran in the family, but I think at a young age, I remember I started watching, uh, I fell in love with the university of Miami when I was younger and, uh, I kind of like fell in love with the U, the style of it. And uh, it was like my dream school for a while. So, um, I don't know. I, I, that was pretty much it, though. It's, it wasn't a crazy college family. We're more, uh, we're more Raider fans in the house. You don't eat in my house if you're not a Raider fan. So I, I got you. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, you know, y'all going through some rough times right now. Definitely, De we definitely. We don't, we, we, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to say, Logan, man, it was, it was a bad week last, last week for y'all, man. That was. Hey, hey, it's T it's TCU football right now. You know, I got something else to, to put my energy into. Absolutely. And I love the fact that that is your mindset, man. I absolutely love to hear that. But, but anyway, yeah. Logan, you know, you talked about, you know, your family, grow, you know, growing up, you know, CU fans, Colorado fans. And it just so happened to be that your freshman year in your first game ever, you went up to Boulder. So how, how was kind of that experience for you going back home and playing in front of, you know, a, a stadium that you literally grew up around? Um, it was honestly crazy to just like be there because you know I I had all my I had a, a homies from back home texting me like, oh yeah, come up here, get your butt whooped. I, I mean it was smack talk and everything. And you know I I I came into it kind of knowing I'm like, it was like the first game of the season. Our team was kind of like we had confidence. We were we were coming out you know ready, uh, ready as hell. But it was just like it was like this is the test, you know. But I had I had homies talking and it's just funny to be in the area where you grew up as like, you know, the enemy. So it was just like it was crazy to see some of the kids, and you know, get to say hi. But at the end of the game, you know, I, I was the only one talking. So hey, hey, I was about to say, because I remember watching the game and then on Twitter, seeing all the TCU fans. You know, showing the empty student section, the empty you know yeah, home sure. side and everything. Man, Gone by third quarter. Hey, I just remember, I'm like, okay, this team is special, right? You know, unfortunately, Chandler, he would go down with an injury. But, you know, Max, mm -hmm. who, three-year starter at TCU, I mean, I personally loved watching him these past few years despite a lot of struggles. You know, he came in, showed a lot of leadership. And, I mean, he's he's excelled this year under Coach Dykes. And, I mean, I'm really happy for him. I hate what happened with Chandler. But, you know, for y'all, did, did y'all kind of just – I want to say get energized by how uh, Max came out and, you know, despite not even starting the season when, you know, you're a three-year starter, that's got to be hard on him. But, you know, just seeing a guy like him, you know, t you know, just take it right to the chin, continue to work every yeah. single day. And then when it mattered the most against a team yeah. that a lot of people had y'all losing to, you know, y'all came out and yeah. performed. So, but hey, absolutely. I'm so glad y'all beat Colorado because I talked a little bit too much trash. So if y'all did lose – might have came to bite me, bite me in the rear. I ain't gonna lie. So, but but anyway, yeah. Logan, a little bit more back to you. So, so you talked about growing up. You mostly played linebacker. That was kind of your designated position. So, so what kind of made you want to snap a football? Was it just by accident, or how did that kind of come come about? Well, I mean, the truth is, is I was really trying to bust my butt to try and get recruited for my position. You know, because I love playing outside linebacker. I love hitting kids. It was part of what I enjoyed football doing so long snapping was kind of like it was kind of put as a secondary position for me at first until like you get to realizing that like I I, I'm, I start putting in extra hours outside of practice and stuff because like I, I start realizing like this is my future for the next four years at least you know yeah. so I kind of just it kind of progressed um, but it became like 
you know, full-time job and my passion once I got up here for real. It was just like, this is this is my craft. I'm going to perfect it and do it to the best I can. And I'm just blessed with the opportunity I have, you know? Hey, absolutely. And there's definitely a lot of technical things that you have to do when coming, like, long snapping wise. Like, a while back, I interviewed a kid out in California. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's uh, Trent Middleton. He's a five-star long snapper over at Orange Lutheran High in Cali. But, you know, he talked a little bit about, you know, some of the, the adjustments you have to make as a long snapper, you know, how, like, yeah. one little critique and it, you do it wrong, it'll mess things up. So, for you, you know, how was originally that transition going from linebacker to long snapper? Um, I'm not going to lie. It was a, it was pretty tough at first because, you know, like, um, just, just getting to watch the plays that you used to be in from the sideline was a little, like, you know, you had to take it to the chest. But – um, it was just realizing what your position on the team is and what part you got to play uh, just really helped. And I just ended up falling in love with, like, what I can do for this team as best as I can, whatever it may be. Um, so, yeah, but, I, I mean, there's still times where I'm just – I'm out here begging my special teams coach to throw in some Oklahoma drills or something because I'm – I'm getting, <laughs> yeah. little, getting a little bored over here. But it's just – it's like – it's like – it, the moment it becomes like secondhand nature is when it it just starts all flowing and clicking and you can start perfecting the little details of it, you know? Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you just so happen to have some of the best specialists in the country here at TCU. So if you, yes, if you don't sir. mind a little bit, talk a little bit about, you know, your relationship with guys like Jordy Griffin and all those wonderful guys we have on our specialist team. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, Jordy, um, you know, he's a, He's a big head guy of our specialists. You know, we all pretty much look up to him um, being that he's, you know, 29, pushing 30. We give him a hard time old, about the, that. The old head of the team, pretty much. <laughs> he's the old head, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, he's actually just, like, a absolutely great person, wonderful personality to be around. I absolutely love working with that guy. Um, he's actually helped me a lot, you know, like, love this position and, like, love my job, what I'm doing. And he made me feel welcome from the minute I stepped on there. Um, so it's really it's really become like a, a mesh and like all of us are really blending and it's becoming more like in sync, especially because, I mean, it's me. It was me and the two other freshmen that came in, uh, Easton Black, the punter and Luke Laminek, the kicker. And, you know, Luke's already getting all of them kickoff reps, um, booting it out the end zone. And it's just like it's cool to see that it's only like three quarters of the way through our first season and we're already meshing as a team like pretty well. So. And, and and with Griff as well. Um, Griff is absolutely like he's taking Luke and uh, Luke and James, our other kicker, under his wing really well. I mean, he's got an absolute killer of a leg. It's crazy to see him work, and he's just a really humble dude. Um, it's just it's it's just cool to be around those kind of people, and you know, it's it, I, I'm happy I get to look up to them and work. With them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One hundred percent. I mean, I'm glad that you're able to learn from because you know those guys. They've been in. They've been at TCU for going on four or five years now. So definitely having a lot of veteran presence has definitely got to help you a ton. So, but um, but anyway, 100%. Logan, oh, my bad, but I was just, I was about to say, so, so now, you know, now your high school career is over with, you know, you had to make a college decision and everything like that. You know, what were kind of some of the final schools that you were kind of eyeballing about going to, you know, outside of TCU? Um, So what's crazy is TCU was the last school to recruit me, actually. So I had. I had Kansas State recruiting me. Um, I had Baylor reaching out. Um, another one, Louisville and Texas Tech was actually the first camp I went to, which um, 
coincidentally was where Coach Tomerall was at at the time. So I met him when he was at Tech, and then it just happened to come all full circle when I came back, and he moved to TCU. Um, he made some phone calls, and I got he reached out to me once he got here, and um, he made it clear that he wanted me up here, and I got up here for my first visit, and 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 this is my last visit. Keep in mind, like TCU was the last school I visited. And so I had all the options in mind and it just, it came and it just swept everything else away, you know, cause it, it just felt like home. Like I could call it home, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing that I hear a lot, especially from whether it's TCU commits, you know, current TCU players, former TCU players, cause it's not a huge university. It's not like, you know, your UTs, your, your techs or anything like that, where you got 40,000 plus kids, you know, it's, 10,000 kid enrollment and you know for college wise that's decently small so you have kind of that homey type environment so so was that definitely like played a huge factor in why you wanted to come to TCU yeah 100 percent. I mean the idea of a big campus for me wasn't like crazy appealing um you know I don't like to be overwhelmed with stuff it just seems like that would be a whole lot to jump into it just definitely felt like this was more of like a home hometown community um and just the environment around it, the people um, just in Fort Worth, everybody's just extremely welcoming and nice. Um, so it was just, it was just a mixture of everything really, but yeah, it, it's just, it definitely seems like around here, like everybody's treated like family, you know? So it, it just felt, it felt like home when I got here. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, I mean, you always hear all these salty fans when we beat them talking about, you know, how the fan base is so toxic or <laughs> this and that. But I mean, yeah. I like I like to generally think like all of us here, we're like a big family, right? The TCU community and everything. You know, we support each other thick and thin no matter what. So but um, but anyway, Logan, for you, you know, now that you made it to TCU, now you're on campus, you're getting settled in and everything like that. You know, what were some of your first impressions of like, you know, actually going through, you know, spring ball and everything like that if you did go through spring ball? I actually did not get a chance to go through spring ball yet. Um, I came here in June, so but I went through all of summer workouts and uh, all fall camp, and it was it's just at first you're kind of like, like this is the big leagues for real because you you're getting up at that crazy hour, um, and you it just getting used to the D one football schedule at first was was a big adjustment, but. What's crazy is over time, you just learn to fall in love with all the little things you do. Um, getting up early, you know, always be a little a little tough. But once you get there, you you sit there and you realize I'm, I'm sitting here in this meeting room at TCU football. I'm blessed to be here. I'm learning more every day. Um, it's, it's just it's crazy how this environment has helped me appreciate more of like what I have, what I'm getting to do. Um, it's it's really just like a growing experience here. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. And also, I want to ask you too, Logan, you know, how has your relationship kind of been with, you know, this coaching staff with, you know, Coach Dykes or special teams or anything like that? You know, how has your relationship been so far with the uh, coaching staff? Uh, Well, I mean, first of all, Coach Dykes has just completely rewired everything. And I think it's running as smoothly as it will ever run, in my opinion. I mean, this dude has taken this entire team by the reins and he's leading it in the right direction right now. I think he's built this team up um, really well from the ground up uh, recruiting wise and just like personnel, I, I guess on the field it's, it's, um, it's just, and, and all the coaches as well are very like connected. Um, my, for personally, my uh, 
my coach, Coach Tomerdahl. Um, he's he's been through so many different schools, and you know he has so much experience. Um, so just getting him to be my position coach uh, is just again crazy to think about. Um, again, like very blessed to be in this opportunity. He's a uh, he knows so much. That dude is his brain is full filled with knowledge. Couldn't even tell you. Um, he knows so much about special teams that I would have never even considered. We got, we got so much going on. Um, and then to add the strength staff with Coach Cause and all the people that work under with him, it's just, it's it's a whole new football team than what I've heard it was before. Because I mean, I came in here and every single player is meshed together along with the coaches. Everybody talks to each other. Everybody's connected. It's just it's like a well-oiled machine. Definitely. It's uh and Coach Dykes leading it is I don't think we I think he's a perfect guy for the job, you know. Hey, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I I I mean I'd be lying and I'd be a hypocrite if I said I didn't originally kind of question Coach Dykes hire because I thought, you know, getting all these rumors about, oh, you got Deion Sanders thinking about coming to TCU, you got this and that, yada, yada, yeah. yada. I'm like, why would we go get SMU's head coach? You know what I mean? Yeah, why, why would we yep. go get a guy that we you know would probably be an assistant on our staff and well mm-hmm. i'm glad he proved me wrong i kept telling everybody i want coach dykes to prove me wrong and that's exactly what he did and you know logan for you i want to ask you too you know we talked about colorado we don't really need to talk we don't really need to talk about tarleton because that was <laughs> tarleton so <laughs> but anyway for you when was kind of the the point in this season where you realized like oh shoot you know we're actually a legit college football playoff contender um, honestly, pulling away in that uh second quarter of the CU game, I saw stuff that I was like, all right, something. It was definitely like that moment you were, you kind of, it was the moment we all turned heads, you know, or got a few head turns like, okay, what's going on over there? Um, but we as a team knew like pretty much right then, like we're a force to be reckoned with. Like we, we got this season. We're going to, we're going to come out. We came out with like some attitude because we knew everybody was counting us out um we knew we were definitely treated like a lower team i mean what we were we were definitely placed we were placed lowest in the big 12 yeah everybody had Um, y'all going like i think it was three and nine four and eight or something like that yeah yeah nobody had us for a winning season and it was just it definitely pissed us off so we came out there with some attitude and all it took was a quarter a quarter and a half for us to you know get really uh, into it and comfortable and you know by that second uh by that third game it was it was just like all right it's go time and it just kept trucking it, it was just like every week we did the same thing and every week we knew we had to come out because we knew everybody was counting us out hey, but absolutely. what i've also realized is is once we did start getting recognition the good thing was is we kept that same work like we we made sure like we don't we don't get high off our own fumes right now like we we keep our head down, nose to the grindstone, and keep we keep working like we are counted out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely a program, you know, in TCU, which I know personally watching the 2014 year, I mean, you're always going to be criminally underrated. No matter what, you know, y'all are always going to have to prove something to people. And I love the fact that y'all do have that mentality of we're just going to continue to work. We don't care what people say or do. We know what we are here as a team, as a program. And I love that about Coach Dykes. I love that he's helped install that into you guys because, I mean, not only are y'all amazing athletes, but y'all, but y'all are just amazing people to begin with. So, 
I mean, y'all have, y'all have gone through a ton of adversity. There's been a lot of games where people have said, okay, yeah, the game's over. I know I've had about two or three uh, heart attacks so far this year, but, you know, outside of that. But, I mean, it's been a really fun season to watch you guys just grow because, I mean, people thought I was crazy. And, I mean, I'm talking just, like, put me in a mental war type crazy. <laughs> when I said what Coach Dykes is doing, they're going to probably beat schools like OU this year. Like, there's no way they yeah. don't. The offense is looking electric. The defense looks really good. I mean, even special teams, hell, I mean, kicking the ball better than we normally have. So, yeah, sure. And people thought I was crazy. They said, no, nah, no way. I mean, coach, no, not coach Dykes. He's not going to be able to do that at the power five level. We saw what he did over yeah. at Cal. You know, he's not going to do it here. And I mean, we, we are eight and no right now. So, or let, yeah. me, let me rephrase yeah. that. Y'all are eight and no. I'm, I'm technically, <laughs> I'm technically not playing. Y'all are technically eight and no. So, but just yeah. being, be, being a supporter of y'all is really, it's truly made me just realize how much I love this team and how much like working with y'all, working with Steve, working with Brandon, working with all you guys has really just helped me truly, you know, just see in about like how a real team should be. And like, that's another reason why y'all come out in the second half and dominate. I know West Virginia game scared the hell out of me. Oklahoma State game scared the hell, <laughs> hell out of me, especially being at the game for that in the K-State game. I was like, oh my God, don't do this again. No, not, no. Can't yeah, be doing this again. Yeah. Then, but then, but you know what I'm saying? Like halftime adjustments are a real thing because y'all come out and dominate. So, yeah, the half that the halftime adjustments are for real. And I mean, it's and again, shout out to the both all of our coaching staff for being really good at that. But that comes down to the fact that like they've also instilled in us, you know, this 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 is four quarters of play, and uh, we're gonna make sure. And they've made sure we were ready for that, you know over summer workouts and stuff physically. Um, but mentally, like we knew we were, we, we came in it ready to play four full quarters. And I, it definitely was evident that, you know, all the teams we played, they, they weren't ready for that. Like we came out as that second half team and showed everybody what's up. So it's, uh, it's just cool to see all the things that like coaches have instilled, uh, have installed in us and have been talking about since summer for us. It's, it's just all unfolding and being proven you know, and uh, it, it's it, even as a freshman, I wasn't here last year. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't even be able to tell that there was an old coaching staff last year. That's how seamless the transition was. And like, I, it's it's absolutely crazy to watch. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, definitely, because, you know, I know you personally never got to know, uh, you know, Gary Patterson. But I mean, yeah. TCU was practically no offense to, you know, Rice fans or you know, North Texas fans, but TCU was at that level at one point, like yeah. the lowest of yeah. lows you can get at, you know, the FBS level. He brought them up all the way to the big 12. And then, you know, having to replace a guy like that, you know, it puts a lot. And I mean, a lot of expectations on your shoulders. So the fact that coach Dykes has been able to just swiftly do this, especially as quick as he's, as he's done it. Cause I think he's the first coach in big 12 history to go eight and oh, in his first actual year in the big 12. Like, I mean, that's absurd. I didn't know if y'all heard that or not, but that was a stat I heard somewhere today. So I have not heard that, but you know, that's my coach of the year right there. Hey, I mean, uh, that's I, where my vote goes. I mean, unless you're Boo Kerrigan of the college football playoff committee, then, you know, <laughs> then I mean, I know, I, I know I'm not going to, I'll say it because I, there'll be no repercussions for me, but you know, anyway, enough about, <laughs> enough about those people. So, uh, but I want to ask you, Logan, too. You know, obviously, you grew up in Colorado, so you never really got to truly know, you know, the SMU and TCU rivalry, right? You know, the DFW area, you know, area rivalry, who's going to be, yeah. you know, the iron skill and everything like that. So let me ask you personally, 
you know, how how was that experience for you going to SMU? All of the fans talking immense amount of trash. I mean, immense. <laughs> like, and I'm telling you, I've I almost got into about two or three fights at that game, and all I did was throw up like the three for third down, and that was it. So, if you don't mind, yeah, kind of talk yeah. to me a little bit about how your personal experience was at that game. Um. Yeah. So I mean, get into that game. We walked out for pregame, and it was the first time getting to look at the stadium. And I kind of looked around. And I was like. I mean, this looks like this just looks like a big old high school stadium. Like, <laughs> this is kind of a, it's just like a weird place to play a football game right now in college. Yeah, and uh, it just came out, and I mean, I think we were doing warm ups or something. I was over snapping the ball in the end zone, and it's like that grass corner. We were, I was at the back left corner, oh, right the hill, next to the that hill. grass. Yeah, the yep, hill, the hill where, where everybody was at, and I'm literally like the closest one there. They're over here cheering for every snap. I I, I met or like it's not perfect or something, and they're oh, over here man. just jeering. And I I couldn't help but laugh because, I mean, after at that point, I knew exactly what the outcome of the game was going to be. There there was no oh, yeah. chance we were coming into that game, and we were going to lose. Especially Coach Dykes, you know, he was not going to lose that game. No, um, no, so not at all. I, I knew, yeah. So I knew the outcome. So I just sat there laughing at all these kids, and they were all just talking and. Watching that again, watching more audience members clear out by third quarter is is just always satisfying, you know. Hey, I mean, third it quarter, got fourth it, quarter that it, it got pretty empty because there were a few SMU fans that they were only cheering for when SMU got a touchdown because I think of the spread or something. <laughs> like yeah. they were they were just trying to get the <laughs> spread. So they're like, "Yo, I bet on this game, man." It was just, but no, I mean. I think for me personally, when y'all went into Dallas and especially how much just attention was on that game, because obviously, as you know, Coach Dykes coached at SMU and left SMU to go to TCU, which I know SMU fans and I understand partially the whole, well, you went to our rival, but I mean, no offense. We are the better part of DFW. So, yeah, but but, but regardless, you know, that was a big win for y'all. And I think that was a moment I kind of realized as a fan perspective that y'all really were legit. I mean, people can laugh or whatever but i don't think they really understand that smu has had tcu's name the past few years like yeah and that's normally not what happens like that normally it's a complete mm-hmm. opposite so the fact that y'all went into dallas and what was a quote-unquote sold out crowd i don't i, I <laughs> no offense that was not sold out because being in there there were so many empty seats like i could have had my legs spread out the whole game yeah so but yeah um, it was uh yeah, it was it was just a it was just a cool environment to be in and just like watching I Coach Dykes I knew was loving every second of it. Um he was he was he was all happy and smiling at the end of the game and everything. And um yeah, it was just it was just it was just a crazy place to be at. And and yeah, there was I look back every now and again and watch four cops pulling one of the SMU fans up and taking taking them out. It's just like it was a it was a hostile environment i guess um but it was just funny to watch all these people make make themselves look dumb because we were whooping their butt so damn bad <laughs> hey absolutely logan i love the fact yeah. you have that mentality for real. um i want to ask you too you know outside of the smu game outside of obviously going back home and playing up in colorado you know what has been your personal favorite game so far this year um let's see um, the OU game was like cool. It it was really fun to be at because it was kind of like that was the game that was like what what the media was calling like this is going to be what proves us, you know, like we're playing our first ranked team. Um, yeah. That was like the that was like what everyone else was going to determine 
our team off of. And I thought that was, um, you know, a little, it was completely dumb going into it the way they were saying it. But we went into that game again, just, just like we did the first game, like pissed off and like, we're ready. Like, we don't care if you're ranked, we're going to take that rank, you know? Um, and it, I thought it was just a really, it, the, in the stands were packed. Um, and it was just, it was just electric. I'm not going to lie, but I don't even I don't think that one was my favorite uh, just because um, I definitely think the the K-State game was just I don't know. It was just crazy. The fans were so into that game and it just was so competitive, in my opinion. I feel like that was the game that was most electric overall, in my opinion. No, I'll agree with you because I've been going to TCU games and since like 2013 i know people have been going way longer but you know even during the 2014 season which that was arguably one of tc's tcu's best years probably in program history being at that k-state game and just seeing how packed first off how packed the student section was i have never seen yeah. that section like do you i mean it was like standing room only pretty much at that point yeah. right and then also having all the fans just so enthusiastic with it because i think honestly people always joke about well, whatever team's away, it's pretty much another home game for them, yada, yada, yada. I mean, this game was a complete opposite of that. I mean, the home I mean, home advantage in this game was for real. And just seeing how packed the Carter was, that had to have been one of the best games personally I've ever been to. And I, can, and I can't even imagine, you know, being a player, being on the field and then seeing, you know, just all like people with their phones and lights on and everything and doing that like yeah. that. I couldn't imagine <clears throat> just being a player and seeing all that. Yeah, I mean, it was just – yeah, especially for me as a freshman. I mean, it, my high school uh, was we, – we never had a packed stadium. I'm not going to lie. Like, our high school football team just wasn't like that. So, we get here, and all of a sudden, we we get the fans 100% fully bought in. We get everybody to show up to a game, and we we took over that stadium for sure. So Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Logan – you know, I don't want to keep you keep you too long because I mean I'm I'm definitely enjoying this interview with you, but I just want to ask you, you know, just a couple more questions. And the first one I want to ask you is, is you know, right before game time, right when you're in the locker room, got your headphones on, AirPods in, you know, team speaker, whatever. What is your go-to pregame hype song and why? Um, it's actually it's off the porch by Key Glock. Um, oh, okay, hey, so... hey, that's the first, hey, that's the first Key Glock I've got. My bad, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You know, Key or no, Young Golf. So I mean, hey, yeah. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah, no, I, I, um, that was my walkout song in, uh, my in uh, high school, my senior year. Uh, we we turn we turn the lights off in the locker room. Somebody would start playing it on the speaker, just pitch black. People banging on the door, getting ready to go out. And if you listen to the song, you know exactly what I'm saying. Like if you just thought about that and you listen to it, I get chills every time, man. I, I, I ain't gonna it's lie to you like right now. I ain't gonna lie to you right now. I, I got a hoodie on, but I can already feel the goosebumps, kind of kind of starting to starting to rise up yes, a little sir. bit so i completely understand completely understand yes, what you're sir. talking about now logan yeah oh my bad no go ahead i was about to say now logan tcu we got a big week this week right playing against texas tech now people outside of texas are probably going to say it's just another game right it's just another game but mm -hmm. you know for tcu fans especially you know there's been a lot of trash talking going on you know that whole cactus thing or whatever that happened a few months back you know, tech fans talking all this and that. You know, for you as a player and as the team, you know, how are y'all kind of preparing for this weekend, just a crowd that's going to be there on Saturday? 
Um, well, to be honest, I mean, yeah, it's Texas Tech, and we know it's a it's a rivalry game, uh, pretty much. But the truth is, is I definitely think we are. Uh, I, I mean, I don't I don't mean to talk high and mighty. This is just where I'm coming from, from what I've seen and what I think the energy is. Um, but I think we're we're ready to whoop their butt. But you know, we're lo we're looking for bigger fish right now. I mean, we got we got boys. Talking about we won Bama, you know, so we're we're ready for this week, one hundred percent. I know we're gonna go out and give it to them, but our boys are our boys are ready for, um, our boys are ready for the big thing, you know. Yeah, you know, absolutely and definitely, you know, the biggest thing with Tech is definitely their offense is kind of you know off and on, right? Like they'll have games where they throw, you know, like Oklahoma State and Texas game. Yes, sir. They'll throw for like mm -hmm. four hundred yards, and then they'll have games like against Baylor where they throw fifteen interceptions and. 200 yards passing so definitely just continue to keep working remember don't underestimate anybody whatever you know i know y'all probably hear it all the time from coach dykes and everything but um mm -hmm. but logan seriously man thank you for coming on today this arguably was probably the most fun i've had an on an interview yet you know i i, I don't I, I know all my tcu guys that might be listening logan you <laughs> might definitely be at the top now of that list so sorry steve sorry brandon all you boys but definitely logan you've definitely gotten at the top on my list and but um, seriously, man, I love your energy. I love the passion you bring, especially to this TCU team, which we've definitely needed. And, you know, for everybody out there that's listening to today's interview, make sure to make sure to go show my guy Logan some love. First off, I'm going to leave all of his socials, links, everything like that. I'm going to leave it down below in the description of today's episode. So, Logan, thank you again for coming on, man. And I look forward to continue to see you prosper here in Fort Worth. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I love coming on, man. I love talking about my team. Can't wait to... Show everybody what goes on in the next three years. Absolutely, absolutely, Logan.